Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Ashley on Air. The topics may change, but one thing stays the same. You're going to have a damn good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the sexiest woman on the airwaves. The one, the only, your host, Ashley. and welcome to Ashley on Air. Today is May 29th. I cannot believe it. Wednesday, May 29th. Almost the middle of the year. Like, I can't believe that we're almost halfway through 2019. It's crazy. So I got a new thingy to hold my phone, and I'm not quite sure I have it adjusted correctly, but sorry. I'll try not to fidget too much with it. Um, so, yes. So hello, welcome. Um, today I'm going to be talking about turning your hi, turning your dreams into reality. And you know, this is like a I mean, this is a pretty common thing that people talk about. Um, but you know what? We're gonna take we're gonna take a little bit different of approach here um, in the message that I'm gonna be sending. Hi everyone! Thank you for saying hi as you welcome yourself or I welcome you into the chat. I'm so happy that you guys are here. Um, let me just go really quick to hold on where I can pull up. I have a moderator, but I like to see the chat on the side as well. Um, so real quick while I figure this out, <laughs> your name is funny in English. Okay, cool. Um, okay. This one, this is the one I want live dashboard. Ugh. Okay. Sorry for you guys listening on iTunes. Um, hello, I don't know how to say this right. Adiel. Hi. <laughs> uh, for you, those of you listening on iTunes, I do this live sometimes on YouTube um, where I respond to people. Um, yeah, so let me just get started by, um, you know, kind of doing this show intro. So I am, obviously, I'm your host, Ashley Rogers. I'm a naturopathic practitioner and herbalist, and I specialize in functional and energetic medicine, though more recently I am shifting, not shifting, I still do functional medicine. Hi, David. Thank you for being here. Um, I still do functional medicine, but I'm shifting a little bit more toward energetic medicine. And the reason why that is, is because people, um, yes, you know, a lot of times people come to me and they're ready to do the work. They're ready to heal. They've kind of been through it all and they want to really figure out what's wrong with them. Um, but at the same time, people want to be met where they're at. And some of the greatest successes that I'm getting and, and I think across the board is when, um, I don't have a cobra tattoo, is when um, we go in and we do some energy work. We go in and we reset and wipe out traumas and figure out, you know, what is blocking themselves from their higher self and, you know, what is causing that, you know, karmically and energy-wise. Hi, Alex. Um, and I'm really finding a lot of success if we start uh, there. Um, hi, Abel. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad you could join us today. So this is first time. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I am, you know, kind of more shifting toward, and I think you guys can see if you guys have watched my show for a while or if you've followed me for a while, 
I've always been a very kind of spiritual being and um, intuitive and things like that. And so I'm, I'm really kind of letting that lead the way. And, um, you know, and then compared with the education that I'm currently getting and that I have, it just makes for a really good healing experience. So, um, so yeah, so I've been, I've been, you know, working on that and also working on a few other things. And so, and then I'm also getting busy in, in practice because we're doing the body procedures um, and everything like that too. So if you don't already follow me at SoCal Natural Health on Instagram, you should do that because I post some really cool before and after pictures of um, some of the results that we're beginning. I've been getting with the cryo skin procedures, and so that um, that has been going on. Um, also, still doing this 45-day challenge. We're on day 35 now. I have 10 days to go, and I feel like I want more time. So after I do, after we do this 45-day challenge, if you think you would be interested in doing, I've, I think we're gonna. I am personally wanting to do like a phase two, maybe not a 45-day challenge, but maybe a 30-day. So if you'd be interested in that, you can email me at Ashley at SoCalNaturalHealth.com, and I'll and I'll probably start in 10 days from now. Um, I'll email you some specifics of you know what to eat, what not to eat, and what to do on this next phase. Phase one was 45 days of craziness, and then phase two will be a 30-day of something. I don't know yet. But anyway, if you want to join in on the challenge, or if you want to start from the beginning and do the 45-day slay, if you're not sure what that is, um, I post about it all the time on Instagram, but I made a 45-day challenge where you're doing 45 days of cardio, 45 minutes of cardio every single day, including your workouts, and a gallon of water, and no you know, no junk like sugar and pasta and cookies and rice and things like that. Although I have incorporated like quinoa and rice here and there just because 45 minutes of cardio I've learned from this challenge is a lot and you need carbs, <laughs> some type of carb, slow carbs, not fast carbs. So fast carbs are like, you know, junk pizza, burgers, things like that. Slow carbs is like, you can have like a little bit of grains and rice. So that will definitely be incorporated if we're going to do a crazy amount of cardio again. But if you're interested in getting in on that, let me know. 30 days, you got 10 days to prep, or you can start the 45-day challenge at any time. So just let me know. Email me, Ashley, at SoCalNaturalHealth.com, and I'll get you squared away, get you started on some intense stuff. So that's that. That is that. So let's just get into it. You guys, first of all, um, hi, Johnny. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for being here. Um, so turning your dreams into reality. And I want you guys to send me some questions if you have any questions. I'm having a hard time getting my stinking thing up. So I don't know why. Let's just go to classic, I guess. I, I'm not sure how, why, you guys. I have the hardest time figuring this out. Um, oh, here we go. Did I do it? I think I did it. Um, I just want to see your questions as they come up because it's a little slow on my phone. And that's where I'm recording from, this high-tech iPhone device. So anyway, turning your dreams into reality. So let me just preface this by saying that, you know, I am in any approach to life. I'm all for, you know, if you need a break, if you I look quite good without, well, thank you, but I do have makeup on. Um, anyway, if you in life at any time, you know, or having a difficulty, you know, and it, you know, 
we have things that happen like depression and anxiety and all of that stuff. And I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. Um, I, I have quite a good understanding of those comments and um, comments of those uh, conditions. And, you know, I have a lot of tools in my arsenal to help people. And if anything else, just listening to the show, I hope is some type of encouragement and empowerment, you know, for you to, to, to make a change. Um, and, you know, if you are, and let me, I guess, start by saying, if you are battling any type of mental anything, then, you know, you're not alone and you don't have to feel ashamed to talk about it. And we can always talk about it in private, but more than anything, what I want people to get from my show is strength and courage. And with strength and courage, I want you to be able to apply that to your life and to take action because actions show, first of all, they show strength. It takes a lot of strength to take an action. It doesn't matter how small it is, right? So if you got out of bed today and you, you know, you went to the gym and you showed up for yourself, you know, these are, these are, these are big things in the, in the, I guess the, you know, grand scheme of things, the smaller things really do turn into the big things. But I really want you to be able to take the bull by the horns, you know, take life, your life, whatever it is, whatever it means to you, whatever you want it to mean to you. And I want you to have the strength to get up and, and just do it. And, and, and wait, why did you become kind of a motivational speaker? I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker. I am just, I just want everyone to have encouragement and empowerment. And I want to help if I can lead you to water, then I want to do that. Um, and yes, it is real life. <laughs> um, so anyway, I want uh, my message that I want for my people to, to take away is that you literally are capable of anything and you're strong enough to do anything. And with all of that being said, you know, if there is, if there is a day that you need to take a break and have a mental day or a me day, you know, do that, but keep showing up for yourself. The more you keep showing up for yourself, the more you're going to learn to trust yourself and kind of get out of that self-doubting zone. And the reason why I'm starting with talking about self-doubting is because uh, I think we're all kind of guilty of self-doubt, right? And to some degree. And if you let that be the forefront of your thought, like, oh, you know, I, I don't know how to get over this self-doubt or whatever. The key to that is the answer in getting over self-doubt is just to over and over again, keep showing up for yourself. Again, it's those little things like getting up and take a shower and uh, or going to the gym or eating the right foods. And I, I stress a lot about diet and eating the right foods. You guys know me, um, you know, eating intuitively and not eating junk and crap and things, you know, is going to bring down your energy and your vibe, you know, eat good foods, foods that are going to bring up your vibes. All of these things are showing up for yourself every day. And when you're doing that, you're showing up every day, you're doing these little things, then that you teach yourself to trust yourself. And then in that, in that trust, you break the self-doubt. There is no more self-doubt because you have shown yourself repeatedly patterns that work, that work for you, that are helping you every single day. So, um, guys, I have to say, if you're not commenting about what I'm talking about, I'm going to have a really hard time communicating and talking um, about that. So, I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's heart, but I'm... I, 
am <laughs> not trying to ignore you, I swear. Just trying to stay on topic because I get off topic very easily. And if you guys are asking me questions that aren't pertaining to what I'm talking about, then it's, you know, hard to stay on track. So, anyway. So, getting back on track. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, you're, you're, the thing, of, the beautiful thing about life and about the, the mind that we possess it is if you understood how powerful it was and I know you see this I know that you see this everywhere um, about hold on there's a question that got distracted as we age does our metabolism slow down markedly and how can we rise above the temptation of fatty foods and junk okay so I am going to answer this question because I was just talking about this but as we age our metabolism does slow down um, mostly. Uh, some people it doesn't. Some people have other hormones and other things that kind of kick in and um, keep their metabolism, um, I guess, balanced. I wouldn't say fast, but um, metabolism is supposed to be fairly quick. When we eat, we're supposed to be able to digest our foods very, you know, sort of quickly um, at a, you know, at a good rate. So you're absorbing the nutrients that you need and also so that you are getting rid of the food quickly you know you want your you don't want it to sit in your stomach for a very long time you have like seven to eight miles of intestine so your body has to work really really hard to flush that out so you have to to rise above the, the temptation first of all just set goals for yourself you know get a meal plan um, get a nutritionist work with me we could do meal plans or whatever uh, but fatty foods and junk you will continue to crave them the more you're putting them in your body and if you have a lot of stress or your metabolism is lowered due to stress or due to age you will put on the fat in the midsection in the abdominal area and that particular fat communicates to the body that you need toxins that your body needs to hold on to them so you're holding on to the junk the toxins and whatever from fatty foods and that continues to tell your brain like that's that that's what you want. So you know, eating good whole foods, uh, you know, and and fatty foods like you know good fats, um, like you know avocado, you know nuts, beans, things like that. That will drastically, drastically reduce your craving for sweets and and things like that. Um, and then yes, older people do become less active but really I never at any stage of life I do not suggest a sedentary lifestyle so just don't be <laughs> just keep moving even if it's a walk every day even if you get in the pool and swim you know get in the sun just stay active as you can um, and that's the whole thing with optimal aging as well you know we optimize everything that we already know and and put it towards our body as we age and um, let's see, there was another question. Let's see, obesity, I eat only junk food. That's not good, Carlos. Uh, and stress does particularly put stress, stress put stress on your waistline. Yes, did I say that? I meant to say stress puts fat on your waistline. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Um, let's see. I think like the turtles, if you're slow, you live longer. That's not necessarily true. Um, you know, don't put, you know, don't put like overexert your body, but if you're slow and, and, you know, it's okay. So there's, 
There's two ways to look at that, okay? You could be sedentary and eat junk and not move your body and not treat your body correctly is kind of that kind of flow. And then there's the flow where you're peaceful and you're mindful and everything that you do is not necessarily rushed, but you're very mindful of what you're putting in your mouth. You're very mindful of the movement that you're doing every day. If it's yoga, if it's a light exercise, but not overexerting yourself is also key. You'll have adrenal burnout. You'll kill your hormones. So we don't want to do that. You don't want to overexert yourself, but, you know, still have the strength to push yourself, you know, to, to, you know, to, to get out there and kind of push yourself a little bit beyond the person that you were yesterday, you know, and that will also give you a lot of peace of mind that your body is an amazing working, you know, machine. Our bodies are incredible. Our bodies are meant to heal. Our bodies are meant to move. Our bodies are meant to sweat and you can honor it by doing this every day. I'm sorry about the ding. Um, Our bodies are meant to, um, you know, our our bodies are just these amazing energetic, you know, things. And, you know, when they say your body is just your temple, yes, that's true. I mean, I guess technically it's just carrying your soul and your energies through life. But that's, I mean, that's just a very small portion of of everything. I mean, we are here to, to make a difference. We're here to make a dent in, you know, in the timeline in history. So, um, okay, so we had a comment. Conscious effort uh, to be better you requires action, focus, and dedication. And it does. It absolutely does. Um, uh, and I think that's the part people miss is the conscious effort. And so, okay, so this, yes, you guys are absolutely right. Um, you know, you're making conscious effort, conscious efforts every single day. And once you start to do that, then it just becomes your reality. It becomes your life. Okay, so if you're... So if you okay, so we'll go back to dreams and reality. So your beautiful thing about your conscious mind is that it remains realistic. Okay. It it says you're looking at red and you can't call it blue. Okay, so that is that is one great thing about your conscious mind. It keeps you realistic, it keeps you grounded, it should keep you grounded in, in the know, in the now. But the thing with the subconscious mind, and that's where all your power and your higher self and and all of the things you're capable of lives and, and, you know, kind of grows and and changes just like the, you know, the universe is constantly growing and changing. I, your sub, what your conscious mind tells your subconscious, it doesn't necessarily know the difference. So if you, if your conscious mind is communicating and broadcasting to your subconscious that you are you're not capable of eating well, then that's what your subconscious is going to believe, and that's what your subconscious is going to create for your mind, for your life, for your entire life. If you are your conscious mind is constantly, you know, telling your your subconscious that you are going to manifest all of these things, whatever you want. If it's you know, someone mentioned that they want an electric car, so do I. <laughs> so, you know, that's on, so I, you know, you have this, you kind of a vision board of sorts. And so, you know, what you, anything that you, you dream, anything that you want, anything that you think of your life, that is what your subconscious believes. It does not know the difference between what is real and what is not. So if, you know, if you want a dream to become a reality, all you have to do is start consciously making decisions 
that your subconscious that your subconscious will believe. So let's see. I got I don't know. Let's see. Um, my busy schedule means I sometimes skip meals. How can I get back on track? So, um, you know, this is busy schedules are very common these days. So I would say, you know, first of all, just be very mindful of your relationship with food. You know, when you do finally sit down to eat, focus on the food, focus on the eating, you know, don't be on your phone and and doing distracted eating. That is, that is leading to a lot of, you know, bad habits right now as well. But, you know, if you do happen to skip a meal, just make sure that when you do finally eat, don't overindulge and choose good foods. And to get back on track, just make a meal plan for yourself or meal prep at home and bring your foods with you. Bring snacks with you, healthy snacks, healthy bars, you know, fruits, hummus, veggies, things like that. Just to kind of keep, because if you, you know, fasting is great if you're fasting consciously and, and uh, on purpose. But if you're skipping meals because you're kind of forced to, then, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Your body will kind of think of it as fasting but then the problem with that is when you do finally eat most people overindulge so just don't do that so just try to really plan ahead plan the week ahead and try to take things with you if you can I don't know if you're in school or whatever the case but um yeah my cat is fat should I put him on a whole food diet he isn't making a dent in life just a dent in the couch (laughs) okay that's pretty funny um (laughs) cats can eat I mean, yeah, I mean, he should just be eating, like, fish and things like that. So if he's eating junk food, then you should probably uh, not have him do that. But I beg to differ about him not making a dent in life because he's in your life and everything comes to you on purpose, not on accident. So I'm sure you could share some things about your cat and your closeness or something like that, but he's definitely making a dent in life. And if he's making a dent in the couch, then he's just marking his spot. Uh, what's worse, a noogie or a wedgie? I don't, that's ridiculous. Okay. Um, distracted eating. I haven't thought about that being a problem. That's something I'm going to work on. Yeah, distracted eating is um, and something that I also need to work on because it's like we get so involved in our day. I finish up this, whatever I'm doing, or, you know. So, you know, just just having a good relationship with food, just sitting down and paying attention to what you're eating and just just kind of connecting with the moment. I mean, really, that can be said about a lot of different things, but I think it really gets out of hand with our eating because as Americans, and I don't know where everyone is in the world right now, but as Americans, we have gotten really far away from what it actually means to be healthy. So, and a lot of cultures they won't have a meal unless it's this whole ceremonial thing they won't even sit down to eat unless everything is like picture perfect and everything is in its place and you know they've they've prayed and they've done their ritual or they're done what this is for every single meal of the day you know given their offerings and all of that stuff so um okay so let's see uh small healthy snacks and fruit throughout the day yes small healthy snacks and fruit throughout the day is great my uh, thanks my, my husband's gaming chair is very cozy. We have this conversation every week, I feel like. Um, healthy snacks and fruit. So, yes. So rules, rules of thumb are this. Don't eat unless you're hungry. Oh, 
my gosh, I just got a phone call. Sorry, don't eat unless you're hungry. So in the morning when you wake up, for instance, your stomach growls and you think you're hungry, you're honestly, you're not really that hungry. So our body is kind of on a timer. And when we wake up, all these different hormones cease to start producing and all these new hormones start producing. So that particular hunger hormone just tells you it's time to start kind of scavenging for food. Because if you think about it, when you go back to like simpler times or to our ancestors, you know, they didn't wake up with stuff in the fridge. You know, they had to go looking for it. It was time to go foraging. So they they had to go get their food. And so that's pretty much, and it's called the ghrelin. I can't ever say it right. That's why I had to like look it up. It's, 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 it sounds like gremlin. It's like ghrelin hormone. So it really, anyway, release a small amount of this in the stomach and the pancreas to say, you know, it's time to start looking for food. So, you know, just pay attention. Are you hungry or are you bored? Or, you know, is it time to nourish your body? Think of it as an opportunity to nourish yourself and and just really, you know, pay attention to that. And when it is time to eat, eat until you're full and then plan your next meal and, you know, around your day. But you can eat, you know, my, like my kids, my son in particular, he eats fruit all day, fruit and veggies all day long. And he's, you know, knock on wood thank heavens he's a very healthy kid you know but he just that's all that's what his body craves he doesn't want a lot of meats and stuff which he will eat meat he'll eat like edamame and tofu and all that stuff but he's not much of a meat eater so and that's just you know that's just what his body craves so every body is different and um there are so many diet fads out there (laughs) i didn't intend for this conversation to get started that way but we can talk about diets if that's what you guys want to talk about um so many diets and, and fads out there, and not all of them are right for everybody. I, I mean, I see so many times, you know, everyone says, you know, you have to be vegan, you have to be vegetarian, you have to do keto, you have to do paleo, and I, oof, in clinics, I've seen a lot of a lot of people heal from being vegan. I've seen a lot of people heal from being vegetarian. I've seen a lot of people heal from conditions using keto diet. I've seen not so many people do so great on paleo, to be honest with you. But what I have found to be the most successful, you know, following rule, following rules of thumb, first of all, is the, is the main key. So eat when you're hungry, eat till you're full. Don't eat because you're bored and don't eat unhealthy snacks and, and crap. I mean, processed food and, and pizzas and sandwiches and, and you know, stuff like that all the time. That's very obvious that those things are not good for your body. You know, <laughs> like um, cookies and things like that. Like those are it's just it's very obvious. You know, so if you must indulge, like pick one day a month, have a cookie and move on. You know, you're not doing yourself any. Bye, David. You know, you're not doing yourself any favors by thinking, oh, it's probably harmless. Like, that's just not, that kind of thinking is not good. And, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, what I have found in clinic to be very successful, and it lacks a lot of data, it lacks a lot of um, scientific research, but that doesn't stop me from using something that I see works, that has 
been proven to work in clinic, um, is the eating right for your blood type diet. And also I'm having people do their homework on their ancestry and what their ancestors ate. And bam, I mean, life-changing whenever, you know, people, so for instance, okay, I'll give you a, for instance, um, I have a client who is, and I think I've talked about him before, who is Asian. He moved here from, from London. Sorry about the phone bouncing. <laughs> he moved here from London and he had been here for like 10 years and following the standard American diet. He had no idea that he was kind of throwing a lot of things off in his body. And we did a bunch of, not a bunch of testing, but I did some pretty normal on of testing with some kind of more cutting edge, like markers and, and things like that. And his blood work came back lit up and he was on the standard American diet. He said he had been trying paleo. He was feeling pretty good on paleo. He came to me as a preventative measure because he's um, kind of at that age where, um, you know, the, for men, well, men and women, but for men, he, he was kind of reaching that age where it was like the heart attack or heart disease risk kind of started going up drastically. And so he just wanted to take preventative measures. He really didn't have any symptoms. He's just, you know, feeling a little bit fatigued. And all of these things, cholesterol, hormones, all the things were just like inflammation off the charts. So clearly that wasn't working for him. So I had him do his homework and, and go. He went back to London, not because I told him to. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Go to London right now. But he obviously is not, not his descent. But anyways, he went back to his family and he had conversations with them about, you know, uh, you know, generations ago and what they would eat normally. And he found out, you know, obviously with his origin, he's eating a lot of, you know, fish, um, grass-fed beef, a lot of, you know, uh, citrus veggies and things, or citrus veggies, citrus fruit, um, you know, like really starchy vegetables. His body tolerated that. So that kind of switched him back to that. And he is doing amazing. And we're going to retest him pretty soon. And I can't wait because I'm going to do like side-by-side results. But he's doing amazing. And so it's like it's ancestry and, and everyone's blood type is different. And I I was talking with a colleague last week about, um, you know, did she, she had posted a picture of her food and everybody went crazy because she had beef. I thought you were vegetarian. I thought you're vegan. She's like, I've never been vegetarian or vegan and I don't plan to be. So she starts posting and she's a researcher and I love this about her. So she's posting all these facts about you know, eating beef, and then then everyone starts chiming in, like telling their story about how they had attempted to go vegan, and hey, hi, thank you for joining, and just all of these things, all these stories started coming, I mean, just flooding in, flooding in, and I could contribute on my own that I had attempted to go vegan um, last year, or maybe a couple of years ago, um, and it didn't do my body right, it just didn't, I got very sick, and um, so now I eat a lot of seafood, and not a lot because you got to watch out for heavy metals and, and things like that. But just like anything else, like, it it really you know doesn't matter. So I'm I'm currently researching my ancestry, but what I do know about my ancestry so far is you know Native American. We eat a lot off of the land, so anything that was available. I mean, I'm not gonna like making stew out of crickets and you know cornmeal and you know doing really well with wheats and um, red meat and things like that. So um, the eating right for your blood type, I think, I think also really plays into, it plays into the type of like acids that your stomach creates um, and just what your kind of your genetics are set up for. Um, 
and, you know, really, um, you know, yeah, patterns and, and DNA and things like that. And, and there's, there's two ways right now that the future of medicine is going, and that is genomics and genetics, which I think we're already pretty on the edge of that right now, and then energetic and, like, spiritual medicine, which is, which is both things that I do. But, um, but, you know, just really, just really being able to um, alter genetics and reset genetics and diseases and conditions. And, um, and then when you tie in some of the energetic medicine damage and things that came specifically from your own bloodline, you know, we talk, there are a lot of talks and research on, um, you know, gene expression and how it comes, a lot of it comes from ancestral traumas and they're passed down through generations and generations and generations. And there's a lot of this that, you know, makes so much sense on both fronts, on physical and, you know, spiritual, like energetic levels. There's so much of it that makes sense. So um, eat via ancestry makes sense since what your parents ate influences how your body reacts to different types of food. Yes. So um, there there are a lot of, of a lot of things we look at, but in particular, um, you know, oh, you can you can expect to share a lot of food sensitivities with mom's mom. So we in in like family histories, um, the obviously the the father's family influences the genes some, but we we look at mom's mom and mom's mom's mom when it comes to food sensitivities and, um, you know, uh, other things that are passed down in that sense. So, you know, hi, John. So there, there's just a lot of, a lot of things to look at when it comes to that. But my greatest advice to all of you who um, had messaged and commented that, you know, you're not quite sure what to eat and things that you do eat. Hi, Rolando. Uh, you know, just do your research on your ancestry and get your blood type tested. If you want to test your blood type, I can, I have a contract with Quest Labs all across the United States, unfortunately not in, you know, other countries, but Quest Labs across the United States. Um, you know, I can, I can have you test your blood type. I think it's like $38. And, you know, based on that, I can give you items of things that your blood type should tolerate more than others. Um, like for instance, one thing that's interesting for me is that, like, I am supposed to be able to tolerate red wine really well, but not white wine. And I love I like red wine. I mean, you guys know me. I, I like wine. I love the experience of it. I love you know all <laughs> the things that go into it. Um, but just more recently, I when I when I do drink white wine, I like rosé um, or certain other. I have to be very careful because my entire face will just flush out with like this big red like hive looking thing. So there is some truth to it. I mean, I'm doing more research and I'm applying it more in clinic, but you know, let's see, very interesting for me because my parents are from the Caribbean and my bloodline is interesting because I'm Latino American. Yeah, I mean, just if you think about it, you know, it's it's great to introduce your body to you know, uh, foods of other cultures. I mean, that's, that's a whole energetic experience in itself, you know, because, you know, if we're here in America and we like to enjoy Indian food sometimes, I mean, there's just a whole 
you know, all these spices that we don't typically use and all these things. And it, it awakens the senses and it really, hi, Gavin. I have Irish in my bloodline too. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we're awakening the senses and we're, we're really, you know, um, having that energetic experience. And that's why, you know, it, it is really, it is something to be said about, you know, all of the different newer melting pot here and Hey radio. Um, we have all different things we can experience here in the melting pot. And that has helped us to kind of get away somewhat from our ancestry. But at the same time, that's not even the issue. Like go have all the fresh Indian food you want. Go have all the fresh Latino food you want. Go have, you know, every culture has fresh whole foods that has been passed down, you know, right? So go eat those things. But then Americans start this thing with, you know, I mean, I don't even think pizza was made in Italian, in, in Italy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. I think I've heard that it was made somewhere else. But, I mean, even like in, like in Italian cultures, you know, they're using whole grain foods. Well, whole grains are great for your stomach. Like, processed, enriched, white, bleached flour bread, that's terrible, you know, your pastas and stuff that are made out of whole grains, you get a whole of, you get the whole thing. When you strip that down, that is, a, a, you know, a form of processing. And I mean, that's, it's not ideal. So anyway, you know, go experience other foods, stay true to your ancestral eats and things like that. But, you know, then we start bleaching our flowers and making cakes and cookies and, and, fast food places like McDonald's and and you know when you go out to eat you're not quite sure what kind of oils that they're using to fry the foods who knows if you can even tolerate oil you know when's the last time you checked if you can tolerate oil if it's in your DNA if it's in your bloodline if you have sensitivities to it what kind of condition is your stomach in you know you just you just never know so you know we got to get away from this junk food eating you know and that's (laughs) <laughs> that could be along the theme of turning your genes into reality because it, it is just such a your reality should be that you are you are nourishing yourself mind body and spirit in every aspect and when you start doing those things and you start acting in a certain way you know the universe is going to say hey this person is ready you know you've you've been you've been doing the work you've been showing up you've been you know, doing all the right things, and then the, the universe says, okay, you know, they've been working hard, it's time, you know. Uh, I am weird when I eat my food, I mix Dominican food with American food. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, you can mix it up. I'm not saying you have to only eat what your people eat, but it is a, as a standard diet for yourself. Instead of the standard American diet, you should be eating your own cultures, your own ancestors' foods. Hello from India. Hello from Southern California. Um, yes, so any other questions about that, go ahead and, and keep sending them. We have about five minutes left. So, um, yeah, so I just want to, I guess, go back a little bit to the topic of the show. Um, which I'm I'm totally fine that we got off topic, by the way. I, I love talking about diet and food, and I think that food is huge. Hi, Jackie from Denmark. Food is huge for our energies and for our vibe and the frequency that we want to and need to be on in order to align for our dreams to become a reality. 
So um, do I know anything about Indian food? I, I, what I know about Indian food, I know from my best friend who was from there, moved here when she was 16. And um, one uh, year, I guess last year, she made me uh, a dish. It, it wasn't even, she, well, no, she was making some and she posted it. I was like, oh my God, it looks so good. And so she brought me some. And so now for every holiday or birthday or whatever, she makes it for me. It's called Dokla. I never knew this stuff existed. It's so good. It's made out of chickpea flour. And then it has like a lemony zing to it. And it's topped with like poppy seeds and jalapeno. I like that. I loved Dokla. I, I was like, we make that for me for my birthday. She brought it over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and then she also, her um, father went recently and it was like the, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It was like the Festival of Lights or something like that. But it was like lots of pastries and like sugary things that are um, common in India that I'd never tried before. And I, I usually don't eat sugary stuff, but it was really, it was really neat to try it. Uh, and then she makes um, something else. I forgot the name. Yeah, Diwali. That's it. That's the one. Uh, but anyways, I do like Indian food. I respect, you know, I, res- I, have, I have a lot of respect for, you know, cultures and, and their foods. And I love trying new cultures, foods and things like that. I really do. But you just have to pay attention to what agrees with you and what doesn't. I mean, obviously, if you're constantly eating something that doesn't agree with you, give a sensitivity to it, or if it's just not something your body can tolerate, I mean, you don't have to have a sensitivity or an allergy. Your stomach could just be in no shape. Your stomach could be built for something else. Just pay attention because if you're constantly doing that, one, you're going to be damaging your stomach and you're going to be not absorbing nutrients the way you're supposed to and a whole slew of other issues Um, but other than that, I mean, you're really, you're lowering your frequency. You're just asking for trouble. You're just asking for, you know, a low vibe way of life and nobody wants that, you know? And so eat to raise your vibration, eat to, to, you know, have a good relationship with food, eat to have a good relationship with your body. You know, if it has a ton of ingredients that you can't pronounce, don't eat it. If it comes in a box that looks shady, don't eat it. I mean, you know. Um, I do not speak Spanish, actually. Oh, we're getting cut off. 90 seconds left. Oh, that's just here. Actually, hold on. Let me do this. I can. Um, do you mind saying my name? I don't know how. <laughs> Your name. Let me see if I can try. Is it Vikas? Vikas? Did I say that right? <laughs> but yes, absolutely. You know, and another key to manifesting your dreams and turning your your dreams and thoughts into reality is that you really do have to have that positive mindset. Hi from Argentina, um, or hi to Argentina, I guess I should say. Um, you do have to keep that you know positive attitude. And I talk all the time about the shadow self and having duality, and those two things have to live together. Okay, you can't. You you have to know that you have some things that are going to uh, bye, Seacrest. Thank you so much for joining. Um, and thank you for saying that. That's very sweet. Um, but you got to kind of live in peace with that duality. And that will help you remain positive as well. So the things that you doubt about yourself, they they exist because they're there to teach you something. And, and understanding that those two things live together, duality and positivity, you know, duality, which is 
having, you know, shadow aspects of yourself, things that you think might not please everybody, might not please society, you've been conditioned to think are unpleasant or that you feel are unpleasant. And then there's the great things that you have to bring to the world. So both of the things exist. They have to exist together. They have to exist in harmony. And then you can, once you live at peace with that, with knowing that you are a dual human being, then you can, you know, you can simultaneously have joy and, and having joy and positive, um, you know, attitude really does attract things to yourself. And that's not to say you're never going to have another negative thought. Let the negative thought in. Okay. Tell it, you know, thank you. Thank the positive, the negative thought for the lesson. Tell it that it, it does not exist where your dreams are taking you and, and let it pass, you know, let it pass. Uh, I do like Game of Thrones. You should, if you, <laughs> we had the whole conversation about that last week. So you can watch the last week's episode um, and hear my thoughts on Game of Thrones. Uh, how high, <laughs> how old am I? I'm 33 years old. 33. Um, yeah, so wrapping up. You guys, your subconscious mind is so powerful, okay? Take whatever dream it is, manifest, to manifest that dream, you have to just start living in that manner. Put the thought before the action and take the action every time. But your subconscious mind does not know the difference between what you tell it and what is real. The conscious mind does. The subconscious mind does not. So constantly tell your subconscious mind and and tap into that higher self, tap into that higher power and apply it, you know, do the work, take the steps every day, write down a list of things that you want to affirm to yourself that you want to accomplish that day. And the 30 day challenge that we're going to do, I think I'm going to incorporate some of that, some of this, um, you know, writing down or affirmations or journaling or something like that, because it's great to be in your head. It's great to, to meditate, to be mindful, to talk to your higher self, to receive messages, to whatever, whatever it is you believe, um, it's great to do all that. But just like I was, I was having a conversation with my husband, with Travis yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and doing this. He's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess those are great things to live like inside your head, but they also have to live outside. So writing things down and, and taking certain actions, those are messages, this work, that's doing work and putting it out into the universe and attracting what belongs to you. So, you know, doing, doing the work inside your head and looking inward is wonderful, you know, but you have to get it on the outside as well. It has to come, come to the outside and, and be something physical that you can grasp, like, a, you know, a journal or, um, you know, even if you make a video or you write it down or you do a routine, whatever the case may be. So uh, I am going to wrap it up, you guys. Um, and yes, writing things down is amazing. Hi, Esteban from Columbia. So... You can really, and I had Dr. Nicole LaPera on three weeks ago, and she is kind of the founder and creator of Future Self Journaling. I don't think she created it. I'm sure people have done forms of Future Self Journaling before her, but she, her method is great, and you can go get on her mailing list um, and be sent the Future Self Journaling template, and you kind of follow along with that every day, and the people, her people, her self-healers, as she calls them, have been They've been seeing amazing results and been doing great work. So um, thank you. May you live longer than life as well. We will, we will all live longer than this life and this plane here on earth. That is why it's so important to do the right things while you're here. Get everything you want because you can. You know, your higher self wants that. 
other realms, your ancestors, your spirit guides, the whole world, everything that exists as a form of a possibility in another realm or whatever, they want every, everything is working so that you can be your higher self, you can be your greater good. And we will live long beyond this life. That's why when we're here right now, we, gotta, we get to honor ourselves and honor our experience while we're here. Do I believe in astral travel? Yes, I do. I have actually traveled astrally <laughs> two times on accident. I did not mean to. And I have not been able to do it since then, and I would love to do that. So I will be doing some research and possibly some videos on that as well. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you guys joining me, and thank you for your great engagement and for all your great questions and sending love. Um, saddest things, I'm sorry to hear about that. We talked a little bit about depression in the beginning of the show, so hopefully you can go back and, and watch that. But I do also have a show about anxiety and depression that I think you could really benefit from. So go watch that as well. And you can always email me, um, Ashley at SoCalNaturalHealth.com. Um, and I can, I can see what I can do, but I, uh, you know, there's depression is so uh, multifaceted that it's hard to just give a generalized, give a generalized thing. But yeah, you can also PM me on Instagram. And Hey, I have a favor to ask you guys. If you like the show, and for those of you who are still here and, and who joined us or if you watch after the fact, <laughs> it's not live anymore. If you like the show, take a screenshot or a little snippet of like your favorite part, something that you, um, something that you really resonated with you during the show and, um, you know, snapshot it and post it on Instagram and tag me at your naturopath, Ash. And I would love, you know, to show everyone, you know, how we're engaging here, the communications that we have, how we're, you know, the things that we're talking about and learning and, um, you know, just sharing. So if you could do me that favor and just kind of, um, you know, screenshot it, add it to your story, post about it or whatever, and tag me so that I can share it with my other peeps, I would be, I would be so, so grateful. Thank you so much for that. Um, I hope to visit India someday. Um, I hope to visit a lot of places, actually. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. But thanks again for joining, and I will see you guys next week. I have a special guest, actually, next week. So um, I guess just look for information about that. All right, guys, have a great day.